You are now tuned into Reppin Sessions Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Facebook, Reppin the Roughnecks. Reppin Sessions Podcast, episode 10. We're finally in the double digits. I got James here with me. We got a special guest today. We got number 57, Dawson Kaneen, played for the 15 and 16 squad. And I'm glad to have you here with us, man. Um, first things first, I went back on your Instagram page and I saw you were a Spring Hill Panther at one time. I was, yeah. So tell us that. When did you move to White Oak and how long were you in Spring Hill? So I was actually in Spring Hill for since kindergarten till eighth grade. We moved from Bryan College Station area. That's where I was born. We went, we went to uh, Spring Hill. They thought that was a good fit for me at that time. Um, so they didn't really care. They was, we lived in a good area. And then as I started playing football, I mean, fifth and sixth grade, that was tackle. Um, we went almost undefeated. We lost one team, Gladewater, in both years. And then school-affiliated ball, we didn't win a game. So around eighth grade year, my parents started discussing moving and they started talking about moving to White Oak. And at that time, I'm like, oh, no, 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 that can't happen, man. <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to move to the rival, yeah. Yeah, I can't move to the rival school, but uh, I moved summer before my freshman year. So I got to get acquainted with some players and teammates that lived here. Who were some of the people you were acquainted, got acquainted with? So I actually knew Caleb Hampton and Colby Sigley. They went to Spring Hill whenever I was there. They moved over to White Oak a few years before I did. So In middle school they moved over? Yeah, they moved over. I think Caleb moved over seventh grade year, and I think Colby did as well. Um, I knew Chase Reeves too. He moved sooner, though. He moved probably about fourth grade year to White Oak. Um, but I knew them, and then went into two days freshman year. So it wasn't a a harsh transition I would say because I knew some people but it was just uh getting in the groove of things and I'm the new kid so kind of a little Did you get backlash from your old teammates oh, at Spring Hill? Man. <laughs> backlash from my new t- teammates at at White Oak too, you know. Uh, oh my god, Spring Hill Panther trying to walk up in here and play some football with some roughnecks. <laughs> so that was a that 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 was a little tough but you know overcame it. I ended up becoming a lot like good friends with a lot of them. So, who were your coaches when you got here? Your when ninth I, grade coach. My ninth grade coach. So that would have been Skylar Stagner was our ninth grade head coach. Um, the head coach for varsity was Jerry Stanford. Great guy, man. He he really showed me a different side of football than what I saw at Spring Hill. So I knew he was a great coach. Who was the Spring Hill head coach at that time when you were a freshman? Do you remember? Sartain. So that okay, so that was the guy from White Oak. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Coach Sartain had left and gone to Trinity Valley uh, Junior College and coached a while, and then he wound up he wound up at uh, Spring Hill for a couple of years, and then he's been an assistant at Marshall, and I think he's in Tatum right now. Yeah. He. Uh, I didn't really vibe with Coach Sartain. Man, I'm going to all these quarterback camps and all this stuff. I did used to play quarterback at Spring Hill. And someone who never showed up to uh, work, summer workouts there and everything like that was just going to walk in and get the starting job over me. So that was another reason we were like, let's just move to Wido. 
Well, that summer while I'm at one of those quarterback camps, I actually fractured my growth plate in my throwing arm. So when I moved to White Oak, I, it's like non-contact for a week that I'm there in two days. And so I don't get in with quarterbacks. And I end up playing receiver and linebacker, I believe. And then they moved me to defensive line where I excelled and then goes on from there. I get bigger uh, and just learn the position and fall in love with the position. Who, who were your line coaches at White Oak? Uh, Coach Shuttlesworth, and he was there my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, he was defensive ends coach, defensive tackle, because I moved to defensive tackle my junior year. Um, defensive tackle was Coach Gossage my junior and senior year. So, great, great men, great coaches. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed being coached by them. Have not ever heard a bad word about them. No, they they were they were really good men. Um, really enjoyed being coached by them. So your junior year, White Oak gets a coaching change. Iski takes over. Tell us about those two years when you're a junior and senior compared to the coaching staff when you're a freshman and sophomore. Um, look who it is. Mason just walks in. Our third co-host. What's going on, Mason? Good. Pull up the seat, bud. So, yeah, back to that. So, tell us a little bit. Um, as far as head coach, I will say I did like Stanford more. Uh, Iski was there whenever I first got there. He was defensive coordinator whenever I got there. Stanford hired him as the D.C.? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, I knew Coach Iski. It wasn't a brand-new face to me. Let's get Let's back. So, back to the 15 season. Before the season started, what was y'all's expectations of that of that year? In 2015? Yeah. Well, we knew the talent we had. So I think we didn't really take into account the coaching change because we felt like we were a good enough team. We yeah. were going to win some games. We're, expectations, whenever I was in school, was always state. But... We, we knew, like, we kind of knew we were going to make the playoffs. Like, that's just how we thought, was we're going to make the playoffs. We're going to win a lot of football games. We're going to play our game. We're going to make the playoffs and hopefully make the state. That's the expectations we had whenever we were playing. Um, one thing I did know was uh, I knew Coach Iski was a defensive-minded coach. Mm -hmm. So he was actually a really good defensive coordinator. But I think – that role when he steps into that bigger role as head coach, uh, I guess he's just not dynamic enough, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, to be able to handle that coaching role. Yeah. Okay. Who was calling the shots on the offense? Mueller. 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 Yeah. Mueller. What year did he get the wide open? It's fifteen and sixteen was his offense coordinator years. Is that right? Uh, I think my junior, yeah, 15. Somebody said that people would go just to watch him, yeah. you know, carry on and act, act crazy. <laughs> Man, uh, you talk about someone hopped up on some Red Bull. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when he did the chest, if I remember, he did the chest bumps with the yeah. Yeah. and stuff. See, uh, he even did it with the kicker. Uh, <coughs> Uh, number four, what was his name? Connor. Connor, Connor. yeah, I saw he yeah, a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Man, yeah. Uh, so, 15 season, uh, 
you said y'all had high expectations. What was like your biggest memory of the 15 season? Was there a certain game, playoff game? Uh, probably that Pottsboro game. Man. Yeah, Pottsboro. Yeah, because uh, Pottsboro was ranked higher. Yeah, they, they were they like they were supposed to steamroll. It, it was a it was, big Winsboro, Pottsboro, and then lost to Sunnyvale. Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah uh, Winsboro, I think, was ranked too. If or, or were they? Waddle wasn't ranked that year, though. I don't believe. No. Because um, I uh, lost to Mineola. Isn't that right? Mineola won state. Yeah. Uh, who else did y'all lose to? But I know the Mineola. Bullard, Mineola. Yeah. Bullard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bullard. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. That's another memorable game because I let up that <laughs> that punt block. Um, that game that ultimately lost us the game, but the whole week we're working it because we're watching film and we're seeing where this guy comes through the gap. Yeah. And I guess the whole week I'm confused on who's coming through the gap because you know whenever you, you're a scout team, there's no like number that you see. Like whenever you're going against scout team players, there's no number that you see. So I'm just seeing this dude come through this hole, this the whole week and. Sure enough, come 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 game time. I think we didn't even punt that much that game. Um, we're on our like five, and I'm blocking my dude down, and I'm looking for this guy to come through this hole, and he came from the other side. I, I, that we worked all week. He came from the opposite side, and I knew as soon as as soon as the ball was snapped and that dude flashed through, I was like, I'm finna get ringed on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> and sure enough, I did. And even after the game, like, Coach Burks came and talked to me, and he was like, dude, we worked on that all week. I was like, I, I messed up, man. <laughs> I yeah. messed up. Is that probably your worst memory, I guess, for football? Right up? Honestly, probably, yeah. Oh Well, I got suspended. That Jefferson game my senior well, year. Tell us about yeah, that. I would. I, I was. I was yeah, going to get that, to the 16 that's a season. Big, it's a big game. It was a huge game. It was winning district or losing district. Yeah. That game was. Oh yeah. When did you get suspended? Yeah, what, like what day of the week? How yeah. far before the Jefferson game? And just tell what us happened? what happened. So I'm. I'm. It's around Halloween time. Um, and I'm going. I'm over at my across the street neighbor's house, and they're having a Halloween party. Well, these people show up. I guess they were invited by someone else who was there. And this one dude is just out of his mind. On, on was he in high school? Like, no. In, no, okay. He was, I believe, at the time he was twenty-two. Hmm. And um, step outside, and he punched this girl in the face, and I saw it. And he's just, but like it's. He's just not in his right mind, but he's not stopping, so I just walk over there and I knock him out, right? I punch him in the face, knock him out. Someone got video of it, and it was his ex-girlfriend who he hit, and his current girlfriend went to my school, took it to a coach. He's a a 22-year-old's dating a high schooler? Yes. Hmm. So an extracurricular activity that's outside of school. It was... Outside, it wasn't on school grounds. It wasn't during the school day. It wasn't in, during school hours. You were protecting a girl. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so they took it to the coach. Took it to one of the coaches. It made its way back to Isky, and I get called in the coach Isky's office on Monday. Um, that and is that day. is that Monday the week of the Jefferson game? Yes. Okay. 
and ends up talking to me like, yeah, we're going to have to suspend you. What? And I told him my story. I told him my side of the story. He was like, well, I didn't see like him punch the girl. From the from football. Uh, what about school? Was there any repercussion? Yeah. Zero. Right. Zero. Because what can they do? Nothing. Right. And so why did it isky? Dude, it was, it was a huge ordeal. Because uh, I tell him my side of the story. And he's like, well, in the video, I just see you punching this dude in the face. Because they didn't get the other part that provoked me to do yeah. what I did. And um, he says, yeah, we're going to have to suspend you this week. No practice, no game. No practice? No practice, no game. I heard you weren't even on the sidelines that game. I was not. In, you were in the stands? I showed up to get on the sideline, and this, he's like, mm-mm. You didn't practice. You're suspended. Didn't practice all week. Can't play. So I watched that game from the stands. That was your senior year. That was my senior year. Wow. Now you went all district uh, lineman, didn't you? Yeah. First team all district offensive lineman, honorable mention defensive line, and then second team academic all state. Or yeah, academic all state. Um, That was my senior senior year. The biggest game. Yeah. Of his coaching career and your high school career. His coaching career and your career. Yeah. And he put you. Because we hadn't been district champs, I think, since. 71. Yeah. Outright district champs. Outright. Outright. Uh, And also, we were undefeated, and so was Tatum. Or Jefferson. Yes. Was undefeated. And we had beat Jefferson the year before. Yeah, yeah, Jefferson, they, they had a. The powder they had a lot of hype that year with well, they, the, the quarterback yeah. and that wide receiver. But, but we all knew what was up because they they had that powder puff schedule. They, <laughs> yeah. they had the Clarksville and uh, I forget who, who else. Uh, so they were they were hyped up. They were no really reason. hyped up. That, for no reason. It was crazy. So I want to ask you this about that game. And I've, had, I've asked another pl- uh, teammate of yours, um, do you think if – Casey wouldn't have started that game, and they would have started Dalton. Y'all would have won that game. Uh, it's kind of hard to say, but you see how Dalton performed. <laughs> we were well, that's what see we how talked he performed about. whenever he. Here's another thing, though, too. Nothing against Connor Weeks, but didn't uh, Casey Kinsley play defensive back? Wouldn't he have played defense had Dalton started on offense, and we possibly wouldn't have gave up 150 yards passing to TQ Jackson that game? He had like 150 yards pass receiving with like three touchdowns that game. Yeah. Uh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, is Kaysen better than Connor? Man, it, it's. I was really impressed with how Connor played that year. Because I, I, I do too. I, I was too. But whoever the DC was at that time, uh, uh, Brandon Cook, uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't shadow TQ side. At all, hardly. You got little, you got Connor up against TQ. I think TQ went to the Razorbacks, if I'm mistaken. Man, I, it's so hard for me to kind of identify these players because I wasn't in the meetings or anything. Like, I didn't no, get to game plan or yeah, anything. T- TQ that Jackson um, was a sophomore that year. Okay. And so we kind of keep up with them because we continue playing Jefferson yeah. and them. And, yeah, he was, uh, you know, a D1 recruit. Uh, he went to Arkansas, I think, on – Chad Morris was there, and Jeff Trailer was uh, one of the assistants at the time. Okay, yeah. and, and I'm not sure what happened to his career. I didn't keep up with. I, him. I didn't. I think he was going to transfer to SMU, and I I quit keeping up yeah. with it after that. 
But, and then the um, quarterback, too. He was hyped up, too. He was a big boy. Yeah, uh, Hodge was. Yeah, name. Hodge, that's right. And Deep Black after. I don't think Deep Black was old enough when you when you were playing. Uh, I remember the quarterback, I was, number seven. It was Hodge. Yeah, yeah Hodge. I remember yeah. him from my junior year. Uh, um, but you, you, you probably know how Isky is. If, if, if you have a quarterback, that's all they're playing. They're not playing yeah. defense. So. So them starting case in that game, kind of, you know, I thought they put Connor out there, yeah. you know, against that D one guy, and uh, if you're gonna do that, it's fine. Just shadow Brandon over there yeah. a little bit, or you know, uh, cover two, cover three. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm was that defensive. Tackle. Yeah, I'm not so I'm, I, yeah, like but Brandon, but so. you could see, uh, you know, they would uh, single Connor and TQ out by themselves, yeah. and he scorched just. Then he would go in on uh, – uh, uh, or Kaysen on offense would throw the three interceptions. It, that game was like – couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was very hard to watch. Now, what was your relationship with him the next Monday when you got back? Well, obviously, I'm, I'm pissed because, like, even with Heath out, I think if I play that game with – I mean, I don't know how many pressures I had that year. Yeah. I think I mess up that passing game a little bit. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm definitely making it more uncomfortable in the pocket, more yeah. difficult to well, get those passes off. So I mean, when you came back on Monday, what did he say to you? Anything? I, I or believe did he just kind of was it business as usual? Yeah, like he just tried to brush there? it off as it. Glad to see you back. And I was like, I wouldn't have been gone if if, if you, you remember uh, Eric Scott. Uh, Tyson Scott, uh, his his mother taught at the school, I believe. Vaguely. Okay. Uh, Eric Scott was a big wrestler. He played with Clay Bridges, if that if that rings a bell, at White Oak. Um, he was a fighter, and he broke his uh, pinky getting in a fight. Yeah. And uh, blanket, you know, blanket chip, you know that they didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just let him play. That's what I, I yeah, we, we've talked about that game, and, you know, I think, for one, you know, hearing that story is crazy. You don't, you know, you don't suspend your starting. I think I would have done a lot more I investigating. Would, yeah, I would have done a lot more investigating. Didn't Brandon get in a little trouble that game? Uh, as Do you far remember? as. No, what? I really don't. Didn't he break his finger or twist his finger or something? Then he. Uh, I think he might have dislocated it or something it, like that. Yeah. Uh, I thought he got in a little trouble there then, too. Yeah. Uh, what did he do? Mouth it off. Yeah, to mouth a, it off uh, to the ref. Oh, uh, okay. The coaches. <laughs> he's just frustrated because I think he saw what you saw. Maybe shadow me to the side a little bit, and we won't get. Scorched like we are right now. Yeah, I mean, when I, you know, I'm I'm not a coverage guy or wide receivers guy. I can't I can't tell you one passing route hardly. You, they say a fade, and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, I do know when you see the same play, you know, happen over and over. It's like, okay, you know, something's not right here. We need to game plan for this and see. It's one thing I didn't like about Isky is his lack of changing in game. You know, if, if they're doing something, you just it, we keep they keep doing it. It's like you got to adjust. You got to adjust. Yeah, you got to adjust. adjust. You got to adjust. And like, like T 
TQ, they did not adjust with him and Connor. Yeah. I, I, I think they started to, but it was, you know, it's, it's too late. Too late. My logical, just looking at it from the outside, unbiased, I believe Iski uses special teams to safely turn the ball over. Safely. He is safe about it. Whereas, like, when I was in, it's like, nah, we're getting you as far back as possible because we were, we were more of a defensive team, uh, low scoring, time possession, you know. Uh, we, we needed to get you. We would use field position on special teams to yeah. pin you further back. And it's like now they don't care. They just want to give you the ball and not let you score. Yeah. And so it's like, why? Why is Iski? Why doesn't he kick it deep? Why doesn't he try to use field position on special teams? Uh, did did y'all ever kind of question that or? No, um, because I mean, you just like, did what you were told, I guess. Yeah. Well, if if we brought it up, it just get thrown under the rug, basically, yeah. because we're just the players. Did y'all have a special teams see. coach, or was that all Isky? Um, as far as the punts go, it was Mueller, I believe. Okay. With the little rollout with the quarterback and kick it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, I think that was designed to kind of make teams second guess if we were going to fake it or not, but we never okay. faked it. Like, yeah, we never right. faked it. So, we're just put in kind of bad field position unless the quarterback boots it. Yeah. We're just kind of put in bad field position. Uh, I did did know that the little pooches that they would do on kickoff, it did work a couple times. We did get the ball back, you know, but uh, since you were gone, they still do it. They still do it. And uh, we don't have this good kicker or game plan, and it's like we're just – right. We mm-hmm. literally give them the ball on like the 35. Yeah. I'm I'm not yeah. kidding you, man. Yeah. I'm like, like it's like kicking it out of bounds. Yeah. Right. Well, exactly. Might, might bounds. just go ahead and kick that sucker out of bounds. You know, on that special team stuff, it, it's hard to watch, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell us. Go on and tell us now. Season ends. Do you have any relationship with Isky at the end? Did y'all have? Did he say, "I appreciate you all your hard work" or anything like that? As far as the end of my senior year. Yeah. Um. And, you know, one, one thing does stand out to me. Um, the season's over, and I have made my intentions known that I want to go play ball at the next level, right? And they're saying, all the coaches are saying, we're going to help you. We're going to talk to some coaches. We're going to get film out, whatever, whatever. Well, they don't do that for me. Like, they said they were. They don't do that for me. But they got coaches come to see Jalen and Brandon from ETBU, wherever. So I do my own recruiting. I end up going to Austin College, but before that, like, we're talking, like, I'm going into school in the morning, Isky's there holding the door open. He was like, how's your recruiting going? I was like, well, it's not going too good right now. Like, I just started, basically. I started late, sending film out and stuff like that. A coach from there, Coach Pike, he messages me on Twitter because I have my highlights in my bio, and uh, hey man, you got a, got a few minutes to talk on the phone? I'm like, sure thing. Not even 10 seconds later, I get a call. I'm like, this is weird, how do you even get my number? Um, and he schedules a visit, and I go to Austin College. He, that was the first school I went to, and then I go to Louisiana College, and a few more yeah. for some visits, but it like the first one, right, I'm like, 
they they knew what they saw. So I, I ended up going there. But going back to the ISKI thing is, uh, well, I'm walking into school and he asked how's recruiting growing. I was like, not good. If worst comes to worst, I'll just go to Blinn because I, if I wasn't gonna play football, I was gonna go to A&M. That's where my dad graduated from. Huge A&M fans. I'll go to Blinn and I'll try and walk on there, and he laughs like he literally scoffs at me. So that was that last that impression stuck with me. So. You know, it, it was – I didn't really have a relationship with Coach Isky after the season. Yeah, I was tired of it, you know. What were y'all's feelings when Heath Hood got hurt that 16 season uh, before the Jefferson game? Like, what was, like, the atmosphere? Like, what was the morale? Like, how was the team – like, how did the team handle that? I'd say we actually handled it pretty well for the most part. Because from what we knew, it wasn't a season-ending injury at yeah. that point. Like, it was, well, we're going to have to make playoffs, and we might have to go a couple of rounds. Well, I know this. I asked a couple of co- coaches. I'd sneak around on my you know, Twitter. I asked Mueller. And forget who else I, I asked uh, on Instagram, and no one would tell me an answer. They would ask me, who yeah, are you? Who yeah, is this? Yeah, they instead would, of ask, instead of... Them answering, hey, how's Heath doing? When's his return? They they avoided it. They yeah, never they, yeah, they me. kept it quiet. But that's another thing about the Jefferson game. You know, the, you know, they dropped the ball at Jefferson. There there was some mistakes made during that game. Yeah. Had they won that game, would have faced Pottsboro in the third round and not the second yeah. round. And, and I so, think he would have been way more prepared. Exactly. To go into a Pottsboro game the third round instead of the second. How was Heath that last game? Did John Pos- yeah. How, yeah, that's another question. Did John Pos- was going to come in and play that game? Did they? Yeah. Y'all did? Mm-hmm. Did Did they uh, hold him back, or was he playing hurt? Man, I, in my opinion, he shouldn't have played that game. We should have rolled with Dalton. He was on fire. He right. was. He yeah. Was, he was, oh, yeah, he was fire. That, yeah. man. He was it was fire, crazy man. to have that Dalton step game? in. Yeah, oh, the new Boston game as well. It was crazy to have Hood all, all year, right? Yeah. See, Hood was – I think he ended that year with uh, 2,900 passing yards. I mean, he was – it was fire all year. Yeah, and then uh, Dalton, just to come off the bench, and you're like, dude, we got two dudes that can throw the yeah. rock, you know? Dalton's so, deep ball crazy. is pretty, man. Like, yeah. he oh, can yeah. chunk he it can, and he'd he drop can. it right in the bread basket. Yeah. We watched the Pottsboro game, though, man, and, I mean – it looked like either the coaches were you could tell hold, hold, yeah, holding him back. He could not score six points in a game. Yeah. Well, let's, you know, let's be real. It looked like that. they were almost either holding him back or maybe it was a combination of both. They were holding him back so that he didn't re-injure it or he was hurt and didn't want to re-injure it himself. All week in practice, it's, they're emphasizing the slide. And uh, what, What's the slide? Like whenever a quarterback runs – Slide, give a chef so they weren't yeah. even slide. considering Slide. 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 Carried the whole team a couple times, it looked yeah. like. So, what, Speaking of Hood, when you were on the field with him, did you know he was special? Like, Oh, absolutely. Like, I've never seen – and I played with 
exceptional athletes in college too. Yeah, he's the best athlete I've ever played with. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, he went to the combine, uh, the East Texas Sports Center mm-hmm. or ne- Network Combine or something. They had uh, his shuttle times were faster than. Uh, uh, wide receivers at uh, Sulphur Springs and Longview. Yeah. And see, that was that's what we all noticed was his quickness, his so elusiveness. Fast. His football IQ was really high. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, sometimes I really liked playing with Heath because, you know, he's holding the ball, and then if someone lets a defensive player through, he's, he's scrambling, he's making something happen. A lot of those plays, I get a lot of crack back blocks, and that was a great oh, feeling, man. Yeah, because yeah, he's going side to side, man. So, oh man, yeah, that's the worst thing as a lineman. <laughs> you're chasing the quarterback, and you're just like wanting to you focus, and, and then, then bam. Boom. Yeah, I got a couple of those. Yeah, man, it, it, that that was a great feeling, and just to see what he could do on the field yeah. was insane, man. So. I, it was amazing. It was fun to watch. That, that, yeah, twenty sixteen was like my favorite year to yeah, watch. That, game, that season was awesome. Because before him, like the only real scrambling quarterback whenever I was there was Dylan Gale, and I never saw Dylan Gale move. Was like, Gale as fast as Hood or no? No. 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 Okay. So, so you're a freshman when they went to the semis. Then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Swade moved there my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, talk about. Uh, Beast, just an animal, Swade Smith. Yeah, I think uh, he has the record at Wadup for most tackle for loss, I think. So, yeah, that, that the 13 team was uh, was better balanced probably with a lot more talent on the oh, team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Hood on 16 was a definite playmaker. Yeah, that 100%. Um, that, that 13 team, you don't see that type of size in Wadup. Chris yeah, Langman, Jason Heim, Levi Loftus. Um, Mickey McFall was the smallest lineman we had, and even was, he was like two thirty. So you were in high school when Stanford was still there. Yeah, he left after my freshman year, so I only got him for one year. Was he uh, enthusiastic? Do you remember? Man, he. We've seen some videos of him and stuff like at uh, Texas High, and he still does the chest bumping and all that stuff. He's a yeah. pistol man. Yeah. Like, uh, if there was a there was a call he thought was unfair, he's on the field dragging his headset behind <laughs> him, man. He he was a very, very enthusiastic, very um, I, energetic I, person. I feel like that's what we miss at Wild Oak is having some enthusiasm, you know, to just get everybody just hopped up and yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, Isky's very stoic. When I, when I was in, we had one... Uh, yeah. yeah. We had one uh, coach that was enthusiastic. I mean, there was there, some of them all, you know, had some enthusiasm, but there was one that was like a Mueller or Stanford that just got everything out of you that he could. Yeah. Uh, so I, we need some of that back, I, I, I believe. It was just a different, different feel to it whenever Stanford was there because we also had Coach Wilson there, and he was a DB's coach. He, he's a young dude. I think he was probably like 23, 24, and he just fed off Coach Stanford's energy, and the whole coaching staff fed off Coach Stanford's energy. Yeah. Like Coach Brown, Coach Burks. Oh, yeah. Man. Right. So there was a lot of energy in the locker room, on the field, at all times. So, and that, ch- that, that, that was a drastic change right. whenever Iskey took over. It's just not the same, right? The coaches feed off 
head coach, right? Yeah. So the energy wasn't the same. We had to really amp ourselves up a lot. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about you going to uh, college. Yeah, so like I said, they, they were the first place I visited, Austin College. Um, so, and another thing was Coach Shutt, he went to school there and he was on that championship team that, that uh, beat Baylor. So, and I just thought, you know what, this is, this is the place for me. Did you start all four years there? I did not. No. So, so uh, yeah, tell us about it. Oh, yeah. I started my sophomore year. Okay. Fred, so, Fred, it's really hard. So, there's a misconception, right? Um, even Division three, JUCO, whatever level of football you go to, there's athletes. So, I'm coming from Wado, small town school, and I'm a really good player from Wado, right? So, I go in there, I'm like, I'm going to start freshman year, no doubt. I think the total number of freshmen that started my freshman year was like two. Wow. Because they're just, there's 100 people easily on the team so it's very difficult for you to come in there and work and especially whenever i go in there my freshman there's two seniors in my position so it's very difficult for me to kind of stand out if yeah. that makes sense because man they know the system that's another thing defensive playbooks in college this thick man so you gotta and you're going i'm going from wide up where i know two plays on defense so that was another difficult transition but I started my sophomore year all the way up to my senior. How did y'all do? Did like, you did you play? You were playing defense. Yes, sir. Okay, you played defense all the time. Yeah, go ahead and answer, Paul. Yeah, how was the like the overall team? Where did you have a good records? No, I think our best record was uh, my junior year. We went five and five. Five and five. Yeah, so that's another thing is. Man, it, it's not the talent on the team. They were, there was games, there was only one game where we got blow, blown out, and that was against Barry, and they play against uh, Mary Harden Baylor. Every year, Division Three championship game. So every other team, we could have beat easily. I think it was a coaching issue. You, uh, Shonesworth was your coach here at White Oak mm -hmm. for the whole time? Uh, defensive ends, so my freshman and sophomore year, he was my coach. When did they split up the defensive line coach to defensive end and defensive tackle? Or did that, I think it's what they do now, right? Yeah. Uh, when, when I was in, it was you had one, you know, defensive line yeah. coach. But we had two when I was in. You had two? Yeah, when I was, I was 1970. Okay. Sid Bratton uh, was defensive ends and Tommy Atkins, uh, was the uh the tackles the yeah the two techniques we ran the four three and then mike crossland and jimmy johns coached the linebackers and coach griffin coached the secondary crossland yeah oh, okay he was well Cross, i'm gonna tell you uh the reason we were successful was because of crossland and johns okay. because they were our ninth and eighth grade coaches and we were undefeated our ninth grade year we wasn't supposed to be and that was the only year that well, Crossman uh, lost one game in two years, and that was the year before, but oh. they were real, real good junior high coaches, and then they went on up right. when uh, when we they reorganized the thing. But, yeah, he coached linebackers. I didn't know. I, I just uh, – <clears throat> I felt like they got a lot of coaches now, and I was like – We had six. What did you think about the Brandon Cook hire? Okay. 
I like it, man. Yeah, I, we're it, excited for that. Yeah, what yeah. now? Brandon Cook was hired on the staff, football oh, staff. He's yep. uh, he was all state safety. Yeah, kid uh, was fast, man. Very. Jeez. Watching races between him and Heath Hood. Who was faster? They would kind of give him no. You know where Brandon came from, though, right? Yeah, Malakoff. Yeah. Right, and he played with Judd Miller over at Malakoff. Oh, okay. What year did he move to White Oak? My. 15 was his first junior, year. Yeah. yeah. Paul Cook is his dad. Okay. And Paul Cook graduated with Cody Orms, his stepbrother, in the early 90s. Someone's asked me if, uh, yeah. when people didn't know who I was on rep and if I was Paul Cook. I was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went to some of the games with. Brandon's dad uh, oh, in okay. 16. Uh, he was coaching at uh, Malakoff, and then uh, oh, they, they came back that. to White Oak, yeah. Uh, but uh, Judd Miller was, if you know Malakoff, has been pretty good yeah, since yeah, they got there. Brandon had the opportunity to play with Judd Miller and mm-hmm. Heath Hood and our, you know, our squads and stuff. So there were some comparisons drawn between Judd and Heath Hood. Uh, some people felt like Judd was better than Hood, mm-hmm. but we all knew Hood was more elusive and faster. Yeah, just an athlete, man. Just a, yeah. just an athlete on the yeah. field. Uh, to this day, I believe he could have gone to a D1 school to be an athlete yeah. to play football. Who was the other defensive end with y'all? I know Zach Maley was the other tackle, right? Yeah. Number 23. Uh-huh. Who was the other end? Jalen Jeffrey. My highlight of him was uh, that Spring Hill game where they just dumped it over. Dude, he was <laughs> wide, wide open, open, dude. Nobody was He was chopping, too. Dude, he man. was, man. He yeah. was hauling. Yeah, it was like that 56-8 yeah. uh, game that yeah. we just stomped him. We beat Spring Hill my senior year after losing six in a row. <laughs> See, they had uh, Thomas Brothers that went to uh, University of North Texas and more, Demarius and or no, Demario and Jamario. Uh, yeah, Demario. Demario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that six years, it was it was tough. Yeah. And then we get up there and man, we beat them forty-two to seven. Yeah. And we held the record for a while. Mm-hmm. I guess until y'all. Yeah, we finally. we broke that record my junior year and then tied it my. Uh, that game was kind of uh, also another good game because Spring Hill was like three and zero that year. Uh, they had that uh, that kid at quarterback uh, that was real, you know, running around somewhat elusive. Yeah, and they were hyping it up big time. Yeah. Jason Attaway, yeah, 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 Attaway, yeah, yeah, and we just obliterated. Yeah, you, you could tell he was rattled. Well, I, I mean, it's on my high real first quarter. I rock him bad, <laughs> like he's. He's running outside, and I'm trailing, and he goes to cut back, and I just take his head off. So what was it like beating Spring Hill two years in a row? Yeah, so I beat him four years in a row. And my senior year, I actually had to block one of my good friends from Spring Hill. Entire game. So there's a bunch of mouthing going on. Yeah, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit, man. And I'm, I remember one play, I'm driving him all the way to the sideline, and he gets so mad and grabs me by the face mask and throws me down. Did they kick him out of the game? No, they did not. How do you feel about the rivalry ending this year? Man, you know who told me that? Uh, Jamie Salter told me that, Coach Salter. I was talking to him because, yeah, I'm going to coach his kid this year in, um, in Lil' Max. And what was his opinion? Man, he, he's saying uh, – I, he said it was, he thinks it's good. To probably take a year or two off just because I don't know if we're really at that level anymore. That they're getting better 
and we're trying to rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. I, me personally, you don't take it off. I don't. I don't think we should take off. I, I think it makes like that week playing Spring Hill. That was probably our hardest work to get to practice. We wanted to beat them as bad as we could. So I don't. I think it's kind of a, a weenie move, I guess. If you that's how. Understand. That's how I look at it too, because the series is now tied. And uh, like me and Mason said, you don't, you don't take a break from it. Yeah, yeah you no. adjust. You find you, a way you don't to back away. Now it's kind of weird. It, it, it's it's like things run in cycles. Mm-hmm. We we won several years, and then they won, and it, it yeah, it's a rotation. Yeah, and, you know, in our time, we'll come back. It probably we probably would have to take two or three more years of, of beatings, mm-hmm. but. There's no need, you know. We're, you're talking about a game that was played back in the 1950s, and then mm-hmm. they stopped playing because they were B and we were A. And then when they came up to A in 1968, we played through 1973. We beat them every time, and then 74, believe they won. Maybe I can't. I get my years mixed up, but then we did take. I guess a two or three year when we went up, when we were up, for some reason we didn't play. It wasn't because they wanted to quit or we wanted to quit, and then it picked back up. You know, you can go look in the records where there's two or three years where yeah, there wasn't a yeah. game, and it wasn't because no one didn't want to play. It was because of, uh, you know, moving up. And, uh, you know, I can't understand. I do know things that, that others don't, but, uh, you know, there's no white open Spring Hill. Uh, I remember when uh, Marshall Marshall was having a bad run before they won the state, and they tried to get out of playing uh, Longview, and uh-huh. Pat Fallon shamed them and said, we're gonna go to the paper and say, you're the ones that did this. Well, nobody said anything, but you know, I, I know who the one was, and yeah. I think everybody sitting in this, standing, us four know who, who uh, killed it? Yep. But it needs to be not not this year, not next year, but when we realign, you know, because you're you're settled for two years, uh-huh. it needs to start back. Yeah, right. I That's agree my too. Opinion. I think I think uh, I think he was scared. White Oak has never been behind in the series, so that's I think that's how I'm kind of looking at it too. Is I I, I think he maybe didn't want to be the first coach to. Uh, take the, the series loss. I, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And then I just want to touch base too on your brother. Uh, you told us you're going to be doing some coaching for the Little Necks, and um, I've seen video of your brother. Your brother's going to be brother's going to be a beast, man. He, so touch base a little bit about that. You're going to be coaching the Little Necks uh, this year. You mentioned. Yep. And your brother's going into fifth grade. Yes. Fifth grade. So we have a. A future star in him and his name's Riggins. Yes, Riggins yeah. Canine, yeah. Yeah, he was the first student athlete of the week winner for intermediate. Right. We never had an intermediate winner, and I always thought that was really, really cool. So, yeah, man, looking forward to having, uh, you know, seeing him in the future. That's going to be yeah, fun to watch him. So Somebody we know. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be a player to look out for this year because he'll be underweight, so he'll be able to carry the ball. Last year, he had that big red X on his helmet, so couldn't carry the ball. What, what did they have? A, what, what does that mean? So, 
In third and fourth, you have to be under 105 pounds to touch the ball. Unless you're, so this year it's 125, which he's hovering right around that. Dang. Right, we're we're optimistic he's going to be under that weight. So, are you training him? Do you work out with him? What kind, what's kind of uh, training routine do you got? So, we just started last week going to the field, doing some footwork drills. Um, one thing about Riggins is for his age, his football IQ is off the charts, man. Wow! Like it really is. Um, I know it kind of sounds like I'm bragging. No, I, for, hey, from the video, you could tell. I mean, yeah. He's, Man, in, he's making plays. Yeah, and it, it's just his mindset is different than some of the kids this age. Like, he's got the intent to hurt somebody on the football So, is football his number one love in sports or baseball? I football. see him knocking bombs out all yeah. the time when y'all are posting <laughs> and sharing the videos, man. So, yeah. football is his number one love? Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the way it was for me, too. Like, I played all sports, and yeah. I was really good at baseball and football. But it's just, a, for us, it's a different love for football. Man. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's in our blood. Um, and did your parents go to White Oak? No, they, my no? parents actually went to, I don't know if you've ever heard, Navasota. Heard of it. But he, one thing about my dad is he's really uh, worked with us on being athletes. Lessons, spending extra time taking us to the field. That's where it starts. So it's never like, it was never make us go. It's that we wanted to. We wanted to use that time to make us better athletes too. So absolutely, that give him a shout out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey man, starts with the parents. Parents are a big deal. That's awesome that he's doing that. Can't wait to see him play, especially in middle school. So yeah, I'm very excited, man. So what uh, what do you do now? Like, are you ever gonna? Do you have any plans to coach or? Uh, like at I, a high, a middle school or high school level? I really wanted to. So when I graduated college, I didn't really know what to do. I got a degree that's very broad, very general. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm coaching little next. I want to see how I enjoy it and how good of a coach I am. Yeah. So, and it turns out, like, I really love it. So, you know, maybe go back and get my teacher certificate or something because I already have a bachelor's degree. So all I need is my teacher yeah. certificate and... It's, a, it's definitely an option. Awesome, know, it's man. definitely an option. The Reppin' Sessions podcast. Thank you so much, Dawson. Episode 10, we are done. Roll, Roughnecks, roll.